and welcome to the Doula Doula podcast with me, Leanne from Birthhood and Meg from Birth Evolution. We are both birth and postnatal doulas with over 12 years experience supporting people through pregnancy, birth and the postnatal period. In this podcast, we'll be taking a deep dive into birth in a relaxed and informal space, bringing you knowledge, experience and tips in a way that supports you, whether you are pregnant, working in the birth world or just a birth nerd like us. We'll be leaving no stone unturned with our unfiltered approach to conversation about birth and can't wait for you to join us. All opinions are of course our own and our experiences and discussions in no way constitute medical advice. Let's doula doula this. Hello everyone and welcome to the doula doula podcast for another episode where today we are going to be talking about my my baby um but something I'm really passionate about, making sure everybody who is pregnant knows about, which is early labour. Some of you might even know what that even is. So I guess a good place to start would be what early labour actually actually is. So I think we should probably, Leanne, put a caveat in at the beginning of this of every labour is totally unique. Yep. It cannot easily be defined into stages that I love um it was Rachel Reed I think that said um so Rachel Reed is a fabulous um academic midwife um also has a very good podcast um who said that you're basically in labor from conception that your body is preparing for labor for nine months there really isn't this sudden moment of bang right now we're in labor that it's such an organic fluid process but for control freaks like me Um, there is something nice about having a very vague understanding of stages and chronology and early labor is the time of labor where your cervix is ripening your cervix is getting ready for established labor which then becomes about preparing for birth cervix dilation and so on so would you agree that that early labor is pretty much the ripening of the cervix, your body readying for established labour. Yeah, 100%. And I think it's probably important as well here to say that when we talk about cervix um, ripening, most people would probably just assume that means you are going from 0 to 10 centimetres dilated because that is the holy grail of birth, apparently. That's all that ever happens, isn't it? Yes. So when we think about cervical ripening, it does so much. Like, this is what frustrates me about... um, kind of determining what stage of labor you are when it comes to being in labor and going to hospital or things like that is because you are determined it's determined by your dilation and in fact that early labor so much happens to that cervix so in pregnancy that cervix is long and quite thick and faces the back to protect your unborn baby that is hard as well a little resistant yeah it's not it's there to protect anything from going it up and into the baby and um just to keep it out of the way yet when you start having signs you're going into labor and you're in that early labor that that cervix has to move forward so we're looking at position of that cervix we know it needs to soften in order for it to efface which means from nose yeah to earlobe feeling yeah so it has to get a lot so- a lot softer before it can even start to dilate so if you had an examination and you're in early labor at one to two centimeters we feel quite downhearted because you might have been having waves irregularly for quite a while at this point but actually your cervix has done a hell of a lot to get there 
if we understand that, that's going to make that early labour a hell of a lot better, isn't it? So early labour, it may not be defined by um, contractions. Uh, There's loads of other things that can be happening, which we'll talk about. But the reason I really love making sure that people are aware of early labour, and I'm, it's one of my favourite parts of the knowledge building and education of um, antenatally, is because it can be a bloody nightmare of a roller coaster ride if you're not ready for it and don't know what to expect. It can be emotionally really, really tough time so I don't want to start this with oh my gosh early labor is a blood bloody awful I mean that it can be very unpredictable and um not as you might expect the first stages of labor to be so what we generally think of early labor or the start of labor to be is Phoebe and friends and her water's going and then everybody going to hospital or somebody just standing up touching their back feeling a pain and all going to hospital we never see or experience for ourselves um, in other people what the early stage of labour actually looks like. And it can be stop, start, oh, is it, isn't it? Is it? Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Not sure. Is it? I don't know. What do you think? Is it? And the amount of message we get as doulas, don't we, of, I don't know, this might be happening. Is it? Isn't it? I'm not sure. What do you think? Here's a photograph of my 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 pad today. <laughs> um my the my fo- camera roll the amount of um photos of pads I get with mucus I mean I love it yeah but... I'm saying weirdos aren't we <laughs> yeah um but it's really really physically and emotionally exhausting if your early labor is that way but it might be absolutely nothing for you too and that's the frustration I think that for some people they have no concept that there's ever even early labor they wake up in the night with contractions that are already ramping up becomes active labor it's established effectively waking up in established labor great Mm. they wouldn't even talk of an early labor other people really do have a prolonged early labor and it's those people that i'm kind of trying to get you aware of or get people aware of because if it's not you great you won't you won't think about it but if that is you it's really important that you can go this is normal and it's hard, well, not hard, I understand it. I was one of those people who, although I had a sign of being in labour because my waters went quite early, other than that, I didn't have any signs. Okay. And I woke up about half past two in the morning with quite regular um, contractions and my baby was born at half past seven. So it was quite rapid, but my body was in early labour for those previous days. I just didn't you know, though. No, I wouldn't have known. I mean, I had twinges. I could definitely say there was a pressure. I could say I could say I had like little twinges, but I understood. I did understand early labour, but I put it down to the fact that oh, it was it was imminent, and I just I decided my my mindset was just to ignore it until I knew it was definitely happening because that that helped me. And I think that's what is so difficult is because unless you're prepared for it and know that that could happen. All you're going to do is look out for it, aren't you? And wait for it. And and any sort of twinge or like, if, yeah, lose a bit of your mucus plug. This must be it. Let's go. And and if you don't understand what early labour can be like, you can really fatigue yourself before it's even cracked off. As a doula then, reflecting on births that you've done, have you got births that you've supported as a doula where there's been quite a 
stop start couple of days of early labor and what was it like for your client what exhausting okay what why what what were they going through um quite quite regular contractions but not building not um maintaining so they might become regular for a couple of hours and they're like this is it and then it'd stop um so it was very much stop start contractions um they'd heighten up in the evening so they wouldn't sleep as much and then they'd die down um and it just it the, i think the overriding feeling was exhaustion by the time they went once once it then became more established and they were like okay no this is happening that fatigue seemed to subside a little bit um but my job when I was with them was to remind them this is normal and to like, so we went for a walk. Try So yes, you still got those kind of like contractions, but just completely take a mind of it. Went for a lunch at the pub down the road. It It is very much of trying to get a head out of her own head. <laughs> um, she knew it was coming, but trying to stop her from gearing herself up for it when this could, and it went on for four days in total. So it this in like day two it was we me really kind of having to go right just re, like we need to release this you need to let go we need to it's going to keep happening and, and until there was some sort of real significant pattern for a prolonged period of time it was early it was early late it was just slowly right, somebody who's listening to this who's not experienced this before or who might be pregnant has just heard you say it was four days of that and it's probably gone bloody hell Oh my goodness. So that, but what's really important to say to that person is that is really normal, isn't it? It's not everybody's experience, but it is common and it's absolutely normal because I think a lot of people, particularly when some healthcare practitioners, um, I'm I'm conscious I keep saying healthcare practitioner in some of these episodes. And what we mean is a, anyone who is a, a midwife, um, a, a a doctor a consultant obstetrician somebody who is caring for you as part of the the healthcare system um can sometimes start to suggest speeding things up or maybe there's an issue come in intervene do something about it yeah. but physiologically normal labor can be stop start for a prolonged period of a number of days even longer than that yeah and I think for for that client if you if if we when I still speak to her now she doesn't she because she had because she did have me to kind of normalize it and as soon as she had, felt that support she was able to relax and yes she was exhausted because it it was she was sleep deprived but it wasn't constant and that's the other thing it's not like you're in constant transition of contractions where you're feeling that discomfort all the time it is stop start so yeah she she had like an hour of, of contractions quite regularly and then it slowed down and then there'll be nothing for a little bit so then she had a bath and had a nap and or had we a shower like lunch. Nice. And we went for a pub lunch yeah that was on to be fair that she she did she went properly into labor that night but um she'll say that was her favorite part of labor of her labor as well having a pub lunch having like regular contractions because it did really ramp up at that point um but again she she 100% would have said um and has said if she didn't have that support of knowing that that was normal she would have been in hospital likely having some sort of intervention to induce it even though she knows it was normal she needed someone to reinforce that this is normal in order for that to happen because otherwise as she said the healthcare provider would have said come in let's check you over yeah okay let's speed things up because it's taken a while now and she didn't need that 
I think it could be helpful. We're saying it's normal to give a little bit of information about what what your body's trying to do. Why why does that even happen? Why don't we just go into labour and it progress? And it's that um, acknowledgement that your body has its own story. Your body has to go through a process hormonally, chemically, physiologically to be ready for the intensity of established labour and and birth. And that has to happen for your body. Everybody's body that is going to labour has to go through a period of ripening somebody said to me i think it was yesterday the day before i hate that word ripening (laughs) actually isn't it so readying itself preparing itself so early labor is absolutely necessary but for some people it just takes more of stop start gearing up the body and often that is hormonally driven as well you mentioned that it can be very much starting in the night and then petering off during the day and that pattern is often because our hormones for labor tend to increase when we're feeling safer at night because the sun sets, it's quieter, it gets darker, our melatonin levels go up, which helps us to sleep. The postman's not knocking at the door, nobody's texting us, nobody's bothering us. So the predators have gone to bed, your body goes, ah, hello, let's go into labor. But if it doesn't kick off into established labor, by the time daytime comes, lights come up, everything slows down. Yeah, the predators are out, body's clever. So then wait till the evening. But that can be um, really difficult to normalize when you're then going through the day or waking up going, I'm still pregnant. Yeah. Why? I thought it was going to happen. Um, and that's where that exhaustion comes from, doesn't it? It's that being awake, expected, a bit like it's Christmas Eve. Yeah. It's yeah. that, it is. It's literally that. It's that anticipation of what's to come and wanting to, an excited excitement to meet your baby coupled with the unknown of when's this going to crack off. And unless you're able to understand that and focus your mindset, it's just, it, it, it's, it's going to continue like that until your body literally is, is, is ultimately ready. And we can't dictate how long that takes. We can help it by relaxing and other things and, and ignoring it, but we can't dictate its length. But it's not always contractions, is it? So no. it would be really good, I think, to look at what signs, what can you expect from those early labour times, that early labour phase? What are those classic signs, symptoms, characteristics of being in early labour um, that your body, clear signs that your body's not necessarily going to give birth in three hours, but that things are clearly changing? Um and I think we've already talked about photographs, photographs of mucus. So let's go with mucus. So yeah. the mucus plug, which is a delightfully, delightfully snotty blob of goo. <laughs> goo, yeah. Um, basically, cervix is tightly shut at the top of your vagina. On top of that cervix is a, a, a plug of mucus, a blob of mucus that seals it from infection. So it's got a wonderful job. But as that cervix, which is tightly shut, starts to subtly change, not necessarily dilate particularly a lot, but soften and thin and start to separate and open, that mucus goes somewhere. Um, and for some people, I would say in my experience, the majority of people experience that with bits of mucus, dribs and drabs, small bits, every time they wipe or go to the toilet, it looks like kind of the thickier discharge of your cycle, sort of snotty and sticky, um, coming away in bits, but could still be 
weeks. People can have mucus plugs separate at 35 weeks. It can regenerate. But if it's coming away, particularly if you're at full term, it's just a great sign that things are changing. You yep. might not meet your baby soon, but some people it does come away as a delightfully globular mass. And I've got some great photos of a particular friend of mine who became a mucus machine. Um, and she has some massive pieces of mucus that felt quite good, but she almost had to kind of remove them. Um but it was just really awesomely normal showing yeah. that her body was kind of shifting and moving things out, out of her. Um, but that can be different colours, can't it? It's not yeah. always kind of white, clear discharge that we're used to. No. It can be a bit kind of brownie, like as if it's got a bit of blood potent, like possibly in it. And it, 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 it's normal because you're going to have a bit of, of um, a lining of your uterus that will probably come away with that mucus plug and it could be tinged red or brown yeah I mean I have had clients who who who's come away with quite a bit of blood and we've had to just establish then but that was just part of it was just part of the lining that came away and nothing more came with it so again it it's understanding that that's quite normal obviously losing blood isn't isn't normal in most circumstances but yeah, coming so fresh, fresh bleeding would be something to potentially call your midwife about and just um get some get some guidance and, yeah. and if you're worried about anything then always seek some um uh, medical opinion seek some support from your midwife but people talk about a mucus plug also as being a show so if there is some pink staining or spotting along with it then that might be a show that you've heard about yeah. um other things are um that people get really confused by is waters breaking, which doesn't happen in the vast majority of cases at the start of labor. But um, something that people never expect is that you can have this really fluid, highly fluid discharge that is not waters. It's not amniotic fluid, um, but it can happen and release towards the end of pregnancy in a way that can really soak your underwear, feel like it almost can feel like it's dribbling down your leg. It, People are convinced it must be their waters, but actually yeah. it's not It's not necessarily your waters. Um, so I've um, somebody I've been working with, in fact, only last week said she thought her waters had gone and it actually turned out not to be her waters and it yeah. must be this fluid discharge. Early labour is almost sent to um, just test you in a way, isn't it? Of, it is, is it, isn't it? Yeah, um, and I think the other thing is, because we, again, are so not in tune with our bodies, if... We we'd rather res go and get checked, like go and get checked. Like, is this, isn't this? But then medical professionals can get it wrong. I have spotted a client who thought her waters had gone. It'd been twenty four hours, so she went just to get a check to make sure that they were clear and stuff. The um, midwife said like the the waters were fine, clear, and she think she yeah definitely her waters had gone. She asked if she wanted um, to have a, an examination to see if things were happening because advice is after 24 hours, blah, 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 blah. She didn't want to be um, going go in and get any intervention at that point, but she did agree to examination. Her membranes were still intact. So although we're not, we're, that's another obviously episode, but knowing that if she she didn't want to agree to um, an examination ideally, but at that point she did agree. And if she hadn't have agreed, 
she might not have known that it wasn't they assumed it was the waters yeah water so actually that was a benefit for her so she came away and waters when when actually contraction started and she was in full established labor just before pushing her waters went but again it's it's even it can catch midwives out sometimes this fluid yeah and um, so mucus plugs show waters or not might be discharge um perhaps an increase in bowel movement particularly loose bowel movements your digestive system starting to change flushing out your body in readiness for something really intense that's going to come as you birth your baby um, and it's really common for people to have that that flushing out of their bowels in yeah. advance of labor but again you could have loose bowel movement and nothing still be here a couple of days later with no baby it's so i would say for any of this <laughs> top tips we definitely need to move into thinking about what our top tips are for early labor managing early labor and normalizing it i think the first top tip would be to observe if there's changes observe it acknowledge it and then crack on with whatever you do <laughs> yeah if you can ignore it do and when i have people saying to me i don't know if it's it or not my response and message is always if it is you will know and if it's not then it isn't right. but it's our brains isn't it as humans are but is it but is it what but if it is yeah. yeah well if it if you don't know if it is yet it probably, probably isn't <laughs> um but by that i don't mean it isn't early labor it's just not imminent imminent yeah babies don't just fall out of you because you know you, muc- you get a bit of mucus in your pants um I think I I say exactly the same thing is to ignore ignore it until you cannot ignore it and yes crack on is normal but I think some people assume when I mean crack on is normal that they're going to try and influence their body's ability to go into labor and that means go for the walk get on your birth ball I'm not saying don't do that for a bit my biggest tip at that point would be to rest because you have got you have potentially got a, a bit of a marathon ahead of you. And so therefore you need to rest. And I always, this is my kind of like, when I'm with clients in that early phase and I'm like, right, rest. And you you observe them rest. They're not resting. Their body is still rigid and tense and upright or whatever. You've you literally, bouncing on the ball. Yeah, I'm like, no, you've got to literally let all your muscles completely rest. So you've got to slump. I mean, in yoga, I actually genuinely teach them how to slump on a birth ball. Isn't that mad? 20, 2023, we've got to teach people how to slump and relax. Yeah. Like leaning forward over the birth ball, but like they were every, every single one of them were like, oh my God, that just feels amazing. I'm like, that's what you need to remember when you're in early labor. You've got to just let that go. So yeah, ignore it, crack on, but rest 100%. Listening to those instincts. So yeah, like you said, cracking on with life as normal. So if you were going to take the dog for a walk and you're comfortable doing so, take the dog for a walk. If you were going to cook tea, bake a cake, if you're going to go meet your friend for coffee, do that. But if your gut is saying, I don't think I want to leave the house. I think I don't want to go and see her. Then don't, don't, you've, that's that other early labor sign of just feeling a bit different, starting to internalize a little bit, starting to want to hide away a little bit. That's a really good sign of, you know, in advance of labor, preparing your your den, preparing your cave, your burrow, your nest of just trying to recluse a little bit. Um, So just do what feels right, but hydrate. I basically would say, have a drink, eat some good food and lie down. 
yeah if you can't sleep fine just rest your body watch your favorite trashy tv um but like you were saying is so common people say right how do I make this more how do I bring on active labor people go on Facebook groups and WhatsApp groups right I think I'm an early labor how do I kick it off stop doing yeah be just be and just trust this is your story if it's tonight it's tonight and if it's not it's not but you're clearly close you're clear you know compared to the nine months you've been pregnant you are this is temporary this is going to end soon yeah but it might not be now um, and I guess that's a whole other episode, isn't it, around things like due dates and yes, but I'm 40 weeks and it should be, you know, let's not even get started on that. But no matter when you are in gestation, just just be. Yeah. And you, this is again, it comes back to trust yourself, trust your instincts, lean into it and and know that, like you said, it, it's, it's going to happen. But trying to encourage something to happen, it's going to happen anyway, only gets your head in a muddle. Um, I guess having a person so whether it's a doula or not or your partner or your mom let those people closest to you know that right if I end up in early labor or I end up kind of getting frustrated please don't try and solve a, yeah. what, a problem that doesn't exist please just bring me food I like hug me tell me I'm all good give me that neutral reassurance rather than try and solve this for me because that just encourages you to want to do more. So make sure your birth team are ready for this early labor stage of just ultimate, you are fine. This is normal. Do you want to brew? Yeah. And just keep that that vibe going to help you to relax and release. Absolutely. And I weirdly love early labor. Because it's the bit where... It's a that's quite lovely where you know something's happening and then you start to look at your phone that little bit more. Yeah. But what's really interesting is... I will say to clients who maybe are feeling a bit, is this it? Is this it? I'll say to them, based on what they've told me, just to let you know, I was planning on going and having a meal with somebody tonight. I'm still going and I'm not expecting you to call me. Yeah. It's almost like I, if I let them know that I'm not, by the way, I'm not overexcited. I'm not running around packing my, like getting my bag in the boot ready. I'm, I'm feeling pretty chilled. I'm not expecting you to ring me in 20 minutes time to have a baby. So if that helps you to recognize oh, you can feel really relaxed too, then then great, use that. Yeah. So I often will tell clients how lacking in urgency I'm feeling to help them realise, oh, okay, okay, yeah. this might actually be nothing yet. Yeah. Let's chill. Let's chill. Chill. Oh, good. I'm a brew. Yeah. I think I might go and get a brew. Yeah, do that. Yeah, let's do that. And at some point soon, we will talk through established labor we'll talk about the birth we'll talk about placentas but for now let's stick with the early stages of labor how it can be an emotional roller coaster but really manageable if you understand it and know about it as mm -hmm. always contact us if you've got any questions and we'll put some um additional information and links to things in the description yes awesome thanks very much Thanks for listening to the Doola Doola podcast with me, Leanne from Birthhood. And me, Meg from Birth Evolution. It's been great to have you here with us as we chat about all things pregnancy, birth and postnatal. We'd love to know what you think, so please do leave us a review. Follow both Meg and I on socials and share with your friends too. They'll be really glad you did. Don't miss future episodes as there's so much more to come. Hit follow so you never get Doola Doola FOMO.